Welcome back, everybody. This is Stewards of a Broken Sun, the third season of our podcast, Stories of a Broken Sun. I'm Matter Arp, your friendly guide here. You can find me on Twitter at Ycaliber or follow the show at Broken Sun RPG. We also have a cool website, brokensunrpg.com. My pronouns are he or they. Before we get started, I want to acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the Quetzal, Coquitlam, Stalo, Kwantlen, Staminas, and Musqueam people, and the treaty land of the Tawasan First Nation. Please continue to support Indigenous people around the world as they work to reclaim their rights to their land from those who have taken it from them. You can always follow the Settler Saturday hashtag on Twitter and other social media to, to donate directly and learn about the land back movement. Uh, recent good news, the Keystone XL pipeline appears to finally be dead, so hopefully it will stay that way and the rest of the pipelines are going to follow. Fingers crossed. Today, we are joined by three of our Myriad players. We first up have Keekers with us. Hello, Keekers. Hi, everyone. Yes, it is me, Keekers, also known as Be a Space Cat. Today, I'm playing Keva Jarma who has uh, she slash her pronouns, and I also have she slash her pronouns. And we've got Velvet with us today. Our greetings, everyone. I'm Velvet. I use favorite pronouns, and I will be playing uh, Joan Jaws, or Jojo, the Aegis. And it's always a pleasure to see them. And we have Trudy with us today. Hi, I'm Trudy. Uh, I play Ollie Oxenfree, the scrapper. Um, my pronouns and their pronouns are they, them. Thank you all for joining me today. We will be playing, again, Songs for the Dusk by Kavita Poduri and Quinn Floredo Vega. It is currently in version 0.5, the beta. Lovely game, we're having a great time with it. When last we left off, the Myriad uh, had carried out some surveillance on the Republic of Anthophita uh, delegates who were coming to set up a trade agreement with the Bazaar Merchants Collective and Concord Lagoon. They had been tasked with figuring out what the uh, Republic agents were up to, and they did find some things out as they followed them around Medleystead. One of the things they discovered is that uh, there are groups within this delegation who are working with the Free Realms Commission to move something into and out of the city. Uh, later on, the Myriad minus Ollie, who was busy working on something, uh, went into the Republic of Anthophita themselves and uh, went on a stealth mission to install a monitoring device there uh, on behalf of the Logistark, who asked them to install a copy of her into the network that they use in the settlements in uh, in the Republic of Anthophita, Anthophitan Republic, uh, which they succeeded at. They were not able to establish a wave connection between the dimensions, but they were able to bring back a bunch of information for the Logistark, and from that, they are Everyone is fairly certain at this point that this mysterious game, which is making its way into the black market here, uh, is coming from the Anthophitan Republic in some way. He also had a vision of being in some type of full simulation game, presumably the same one that we're learning about, and seeing uh, people locked into these loops of activities and they changed between different time periods, different types of genre, and one of them uh, who spoke to you, repeatedly asked you if you were looking for a job while seemingly growing more frustrated and uh, frustrated and upset that she was not able to say anything other than that one line, hey, you're looking for a job, before that vision ended. So it's been, uh, it's been a little bit since you completed that last mission for the Logistark, and you did some training. The community's views have started to shift 
more decidedly away from let's do everything to uh, actually we need to be really careful about some things. We don't want to have too much risk for too little reward. And this rift magic stuff has been too much risk, too much damage for the for the uh, basic lack of reward we've gotten from it so far. So the community is becoming a little bit more cautious, a little bit more conservative about dealing with specifically rifting stuff. Now, with that said, the Amphophidon Republic and specifically the Cable representatives are still here working on their negotiations with the uh, Bizarre Merchants Collective. We know that uh, you have given them this information. You have passed this information on to the Bizarre Merchants Collective and uh, the Logistark and, and Concord Lagoon. So they are aware of the fact that the Republic is doing some shady stuff behind the scenes. So there are groups that are, as far as you know, working on that stuff right now. But there's always more than one thing happening here in Medleystead. One of the things happening in Medleystead right now, actually, is there's a rumor going around. And the rumor is attached to something potentially quite dangerous that's started happening within the past day or so. Well, the past couple of days. Uh, someone is sabotaging Wave Gardens. They've been releasing some type of bio-agent or something into the soil where the wave fungus grows. And it's causing the spores to corrupt and transmit garbage data, some of which is causing damage to the networks. And considering that there are several life forms living in Medleystead, uh, which rely on the wave or networking in general to survive, this could be pretty serious. The rumor that's going around that, uh, let's see, who of you would have been, you know, rubbing elbows, hobnobbing about in the city, chatting with uh, people in the community the most, do you think? Probably Jojo. Okay. Uh, so Jojo, you've been hearing rumors from uh, a variety of different people around the around the city telling you that people are pretty sure the people who are doing this are the former super soldiers, the WTs, as people call them. Oh, a number of people claim to have seen or witnessed uh, a green person releasing something or loitering in these uh, these wave gardens. And it's in the wake of these rumors that you get a visit at the aquarium. There's a uh, a notice at the door. Does your, do you have a door knocker or a, is it a doorbell or some other type of notification when someone arrives? Does it I mean, still play I... the does it still play the jingle of the aquarium? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh uh, well what's a good aquarium? Do 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 No we can't use that. Yeah I know. <laughs> Something eerily similar to but legally distinct enough from that Mm. I think there's another like another thing that popped into my head was somewhere beyond the sea, somewhere waiting for me. There's a jaunty tune that plays when someone arrives <laughs> at the front of the aquarium, and that jaunty tune plays. Yeah, who's who's around? Who's going to come check this out? I mean, Keva's probably at the aquarium at this point. I mean, She's in her office. She's actually working on her garden in the office, the aquarium garden that she has growing there. I don't know if I've described Keva's office much on on uh, the recording, but again, it's the area that used to be the touch and discover area where yeah. the, you know the kids would do that. But so it's just a large, shallow loop tank uh like about an upside down U or horseshoe whatever you want to call it and in this instead of obviously any real fish there are some fake fish in there there are 
water plants and a lot of water lilies and other flowering aquatic plants that Keva has growing. Um, so Keva's elbow deep in mud and gravel at this point when she hears the doorbell chime on her intercom and she's like oh great okay so she goes and she's like wearing like these really long muddy gloves when she answers the door it's like hello uh in front of you you see a tall man uh well built he has green skin he's wearing a tailored suit in white with gold piping and his eyes which are uh you know um what color is his eyes yeah he has those gold eyes uh, they sort of take you in for a moment, not in any uh, upsetting or uncomfortable way, just, oh, this is what's going on. And uh, he has a, a little bit of a smile and he says, Kavajarma, I haven't seen you in quite a while. It seems you're keeping busy and you recognize Welcome Teacher. Yeah, I was just about to say, oh, hi, Welcome Teacher. Uh, let me get these off. And, and Keva, you know, removes her gloves and... I don't want to say like she hugs him, but kind of like... Are you doing a, a side hug thing? Yeah, she pats his uh, shoulders. Okay. Um, and he, he nods and he says, uh, is it okay if I enter? Oh, sure. Of course. Come in. She gestures and walks him into the aquarium, which I guess is still kind of an aquarium, but also not an aquarium. I'm sure gener various people in, in Myriad are doing stuff to make it less of a rundown wreck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he comes in and uh, takes a brief look around at the at the area and gives a nod. He says, "I see there's progress being made. That's good news." Uh, are the others here? I'd like to speak to all of you, if if possible. Oh, you know, reaching's off somewhere else, but uh, the others are here. Yeah. Oh, but um, seen your uh, sibling recently? At the recently, they've been around. She. Day. And he, he nods and, and the smile uh, briefly widens and he says, yes, of course. Always wonderful to see her as well. I, well, I'll, I'll wait for everyone to be assembled. I, I do have a, a matter of some seriousness to discuss with you. Oh, of course. Of course it wouldn't be a social visit. <laughs> you would have come over to the shop. <laughs> yes, indeed. You can sort of hear in his voice, probably you've recognized this over the years, the way that he is constantly struggling against the way his voice naturally sounds as if he's mm. always consciously making an effort to not sound like whiskey tango mm -hmm. he you know he comes into wherever your waiting area is and uh yeah ollie and jojo you're you're summoned ollie was in the middle of a project but ollie scrambles over when uh they are beckoned do you think ollie has ever actually met Welcome teacher or any of the super soldiers or are I they more of like a... Yeah, I don't think that they would have. Mm. Yeah, there aren't a lot of them. Like, um, there are probably a few hundred, but in a city the size of Medleystead, that's not uh, a huge population. They do yeah. tend to keep to themselves due to the fact that people don't like them in yeah. general. Yeah, and Jojo is also here. Yeah, um... I feel like JoJo's met at least a couple. I feel like you're not going to tell JoJo that someone's a super soldier and have them not want to check it out. Uh, of course. I bet JoJo has probably like tried to ch spar with welcome teacher or challenge him or something. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. At least whenever JoJo first uh, met any of them, they were that obnoxious person who's like, just arm wrestle me, bro. <laughs> 
Some of them probably would have taken Jojo up on that. Uh, Welcome Teacher would not have, would have, you know, very politely uh, declined any such offers. He does not like to fight, but he, he nods at uh, the three of you and says, uh, thank you for coming to speak with me. I don't know if any of you have heard the disturbing rumors recently about the wave. Rumors about the wave? No, I, I'm sorry, I haven't. Someone's meddling with the gardens, right? Yes, I've, that's why, why I've come. There's, <sighs> there's been word spreading quite rapidly that people think that I and my students are responsible. I've n so far not been able to quell this uh, rumor, but I'm quite certain that no one under my care would be doing anything along these lines, but uh, our reputation is already bad enough, as you know. I, I, I must find some way to head this off at the pass before things escalate. And the Logistark mentioned to me that you and your people would be perhaps amenable to helping me uncover the truth of this situation. Of course! It took a lot of work to get you all, you know... Well, the work is ongoing, but... Yeah. I wouldn't want it to go to waste. <laughs> More than that, I wouldn't want anything bad to happen to you all. No, of course. I, as I've said, I, I've heard the same rumors. I, I know the whereabouts of, of my people and their dispositions, and while many of them uh, are, are struggling with integrating into lives outside of, of combat... Uh, I don't, it's difficult for me, as I'm sure you can imagine, to envision a world in which they would purposefully damage this city that has, albeit somewhat reluctantly, still given us a place to be, a place to call home. I, I don't see any of us risking that, but I am too close to this situation myself to investigate it neutrally. I need to engage a third party. So I was hoping to ask this of you and... I fear that this job, this mission, may be more dangerous than it might initially seem. If someone is impersonating a super soldier, or there is a, a group in this city we don't know of who have a similar appearance or perhaps even similar abilities, or if it is one of mine, as, as you know, we are formidable when we should choose to be. And if he looks very pained at the thought, if one of us has gone astray, then they may be more willing to use those abilities, which we have sworn not to. Oh, dear. I say this only so that before you accept this commission, you understand that the, the danger is very real. There could be, I don't know what you would be stepping into, and if what you are stepping into is... I even one or, or a group of uh, those under my care splintering off and seeking their own gain for some reason, then you could, you could be hurt. I mean, that was always a chance when I met you for the first time, you know? It's not that different. At that time, you did not have the luxury of being able to choose what you do with your life. You do now, and... Uh, while I would like to engage the services of the Myriad, and, and you in particular, Keva, I do not wish you to enter those, uh, to enter into this without understanding the risk involved. We are willing to offer a, a greater compensation due to the fact that this may be a dangerous proposition. Uh, we are willing to offer, in, in addition to your usual fee, uh, three additional shells. He says in a way that doesn't sound like a gamified mechanic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but this mission will uh, 
Uh, this is the second of the entanglements that we rolled during the last downtime, a dangerous mission. Someone has come to your crew with an exceptionally dangerous opportunity. If you take the offer, you take a minus one die to the engagement roll for this mission, and I will introduce a hidden complication. But you get plus three shells at payout. You had me at danger, Teach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gives a rueful smile and nods his head. I, I understand the joy that you, that you take in these types of tests, Jojo, and I appreciate it. I don't know if I can really actually say no either. You know, you all are... Well, I was going to say something like a pet project, but that kind of sounds reductive. You know, it's, I understand your, I understand your intent and I appreciate your willingness. I will send you what information I have managed to uncover thus far and leave it to you then. <sighs> Though I kind of wish, hmm, well, actually. He raises his eyebrows. Yes. Have you gotten in touch with Hector? Hector is Emran's dad. No. Oh, gosh. I said the wrong name. <laughs> what? Uh, you mean Alejo? Alejo. <laughs> no, I, I have not been in contact with Alejo regarding this. Uh, Alejo has made it rather clear that they would rather not be involved in most things at this point in their life. And I cannot begrudge them that desire to rest. Of course. I just thought that they might have a insight into the situation knowing uh your template very well in a past life i think um welcome teacher looks uh, there's a, a brief pause uh, as his face freezes for a moment clearly hiding some type of reaction and he uh he nods again putting his hands on his knees to stand up and straighten out his pants and he says i would not go to alejo with this this time but perhaps in the future, they will be more willing to engage in the community. For now, I think they simply require rest. Of and, course. Uh, if you will excuse me, I, I must go and see to my charges. And he, uh, he nods and uh, excuses himself and heads out from the aquarium outside. He, you know, uh, dabs something on his neck and holds his arms out to T-pose and a bee swings by to snatch him up and fly him off somewhere. <laughs> as soon as that happens... Um... Ollie's going to turn to everyone and go, who, who is he? How do, how do you know him? <laughs> Can, uh, just, a, just a little uh, behind the curtain here for a second. Uh, my Audacity recording disappeared, so I'm restarting it. Anyway, well, okay, it's kind of a long story, but back when me and the other Sunbreakers were leaving the sun... We found out that Hadlon had overtaken this project um, to create clones of people and transform them instead of just regular clones into super soldiers, all cloned on one artificially brainwashed individual um, codenamed Whiskey Tango. And from there, all the clones were guarding the spaceport so people could not escape and get out to the fleet. Um, so when we were trying to escape and pass by, I encountered one of the clones and kind of helped deprogram him a bit. And that was Welcome Teacher. And um, from that point on, he... After their original um, 
passed on when the memory reset was put out on the sun. Um, he was the one that was still holding it together and has taken the job of being their mentor in transitioning from artificial super soldiers to people. Oh, so the other clones are his students? Yes, they're all technically, they've, they've called each other brothers before, students, siblings, whatever they want. But you know Haros, right? You've seen her around. She was from the same project, but she wasn't reprogrammed. And obviously she is, you know, yeah. Huh. Well, thanks for the explanation. You've done all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah, I really have, I guess. I mean, it's kind of normal to me because it's like my life, but yeah. All right, so... um, Did I miss anything with the welcome teacher backstory? No, it seemed pretty thorough. Yeah. yeah Clones I, I, of Super Soldier Whiskey Tango, all genetically and cybernetically augmented to be as deadly as an army individually. But uh, yeah, that's who they are. All right, so uh, you are, at this point, uh, entering the planning phase of a mission. So when you are planning a mission, you, as you know, you can try to gather information about it uh, if you wish. But as this mission is an investigation, uh, it might be, you know, you, you might be looking for a starting point. Uh, and what you receive from Welcome Teacher after he has sort of abruptly left there, uh, he, he does transfer to you a, uh, not quite a conspiracy board, but close of uh, information and evidence that he has gathered so far that's like linking together where these where and when these events have happened with uh, like the neighborhoods they're in and like some of his theories uh, and you know, he says uh, attaches a, a clip to it and says you're welcome to use as much or as little of this research as possible as I have said it is important that the outcome of this investigation be detached from me as much as possible so that it appears and is as uh, impartial as it can be. Basically, he, he doesn't want to carry out his own internal investigation and say, we investigated ourselves and found that we've done nothing wrong, uh, especially given that he is, you know, he, he was supposed to be a super cop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The optics on that wouldn't be good. <laughs> so he, he wants an outside source to figure out what's going on, whatever the, whatever the outcome may be. Of course. So how would we like to begin? Well, Ollie will do um, what they did with their own uh, research the other day and uh, pour over the evidence. Okay. Uh, so if you want to do some research on that, yeah, that's probably also uh, Decipher. So if you want to give that a roll, we'll see how much, uh, what kind of information you get. Yikes. That's a two. So that's uh, limited information. So reading over uh, Welcome Teacher's notes and conspiracy board, uh, it is clear from this that Welcome Teacher is not a skilled sleuth or investigator like he is just he's like well this happened here at this time and that happened there at that time and these people live around here and those people live around there maybe it was one of them i don't know could they use green paint to uh, die uh, are there other green people i don't know of any and like it's just it's very scattershot and uh you can see that from reading this it, it becomes clear that he hasn't really 
been able to find anything useful or solid to uh, because his focus has been on exonerating his group uh, at this point. Like as much as he might try to be impartial, he he can't help but be have that unconscious uh, bias towards, well, I, I need to find the reasons why this couldn't be one of my people Got it. rather than I must find the truth, period. So, well, he's so going to be like, yeah, well, he's going to be like, uh, are there any other green people? Anyone? Do y'all know anything about any other green people? No? Might be new green people, like the sea cucumber people. Yeah, well, the thing is, is that technically any one of us humans could be green. We can change the hues. Our colors of our skin is because, you know. I mean, he's got some notes here about people painting their skin green. I, I don't know. Um, someone else want to take a look at this? I, it's not making any sense to me. And I, I, I don't know if it's just because uh, I, I can't make any sense of it or it really isn't any sense. Yeah. Like what you get, the, the limited inf information you get is like times and places where these attacks have apparently taken place. So you know where and when. And that's that's about it that you can get from this. So that could be a good starting <laughs> point. But yeah, if anyone else wants to try to collect information on this you can you're welcome to to give it a shot yes i am just looking at the planning and engagement stuff since this is supposed to be a dangerous mission uh would you count this uh arp as collecting info about possible threats to the team if that's what you're going to do then yes what how are you? Re how are you gathering info on possible threats here? I think I want to go to the garden them themselves and try to attune and ascertain the nature uh, of like the disruption to the wave. Okay. I mean, we could always try to have someone help you there that would know about the wave gardens. Yeah, I and mean, you could get in touch with any number of people who would be uh, well versed in that. You've got uh, there's Hub, there's uh, Deg, there's. Um, one of the memories. Yeah, one of the memory five is, I don't know if memory five was here when the emergency came. I'm not sure where they are, but uh, I mean, we could say they're here. I mean, Ooh, I would ask Doug. Aren't, aren't there? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, there's probably multiple, you know, but yeah. Yeah, sure. You're, you're welcome to, I mean, at any of the gardens, when you're attuning, you are basically talking with Deg. Deg exists as part of the wave at this point uh so I love yeah, you can you can get in touch with Trippy. Deg at the garden uh all right i think as i, I get i'm getting ready to a two and i will just reach out um right, so friend Deg, might you have any insight into the nefarious ne'er-do-wells who have tampered with the wave gardens okay you see in the garden one of those one of those eyes grows up out of the garden that uh that Deg tends to use to keep an eye on things and looks turns towards you and, and does a sort of slow blink and um, yeah, you have Deg's attention, or at least some of Deg's attention, um, which can assist you with your role. You can add a you can add a, a die to that. Cool. All right. Uh, I will I will tune then. All right. So much tuning. Real expert tuna. Hey, I went to school for it, but I didn't do that well in school because it's a three. It's a three. It's limited information. Uh, I think the issue here is that um, Deg increasingly has difficulty communicating with people who are not also on the wave in the way that he is. So. It's been a long time since Deg has been able to just talk to people in that way. Like when Deg is around, you know, you know, he's there and, you know, he's paying attention or he's interested. But the way that he communicates is often very confusing. So you get some like ideas and thoughts and disjointed imagery uh, from Deg sort of transferred into you uh, from him as you're 
communicating with him and, and tuning to the garden here, but it is difficult to make out a lot of information about it, except that there is, there was something here that hurt, that hurt the growth of the, of the fungus and that damaged the spores. And the thing that was here appears to have been biological in nature. So it's not a tech-based disruption. Someone is doing this using a bioweapon. Ah, uh, okay. I think it's, after a while, I think uh, Deg sort of drifts away. Like he can't yeah. maintain his attention on you for, for long enough to try and communicate that more clearly. And I don't know if, if Jojo is the type to be able to hold this type of esoteric conversation for that long either. No, yeah. <laughs> no, so I think that Jojo will let Deg kind of fade away as needed uh, and then report back to the rest of the team. It seems to be at least some kind of biological agent. Okay, so we know it's a biological agent that they're using on the wave and that we know when and where it happened. So obviously we have to find a place where it's not happened yet and do a stakeout, maybe, and be armed to the teeth in case it's a super soldier or someone from somewhere else. Uh, I have a question. Can someone sabotage the wave gardens um, remotely? Is it something that they'd have to physically go to the wave gardens to do? This is Trudy asking. It, it's it's maybe possible. You know, without uh, looking into it more in character, it would be difficult to say, like, it's possible. Someone could do that. There are ways you could you, know, you could fire a payload into the garden that would maybe make more attention, or you could have a, a very small creature carry it and like a trained insects could could bring it in like there's many different possibilities for how this could be done the only snag is that there are these rumors these persistent rumors and people claiming i saw someone messing around in the gardens okay well if they if they saw someone then stick out it is yeah and i do like one more prep which is keva brings the dying mushrooms to like a scientist and gets it like how was this administered basically sure uh, that sounds like you're probably doing a contact, connect, rather. Yeah. Okay. 2D. It's a five. Okay, so Keva goes down to a, a local biologist, I guess. And it's like, for some reason, so what popped into my head was Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know any biologists? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know a real biologist. Mm. But they grow virus. I would imagine it. Maver CD would be the closest we have to biologists. Yeah, oh, probably Maver CD. Can I? Maver would probably be closer to this. I think. Right. Remember the mushroom thing. Is this? Is that okay with you, Velvet? If we do a Mave scene? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So this Kev is you get um, you get standard information from this. So uh, I guess you two can have Keva and Maver have a brief chat, and you can decide what you learn from this. Something that will be useful, but won't like give you the answer, obviously. Basically, Keva sends down a message to the mob, basically saying, like, I'm going to visit the queen. And she takes one of the damaged mushroom, wave mushrooms in, like, a jar or whatever, goes down. <laughs> and she's like, no. What is Maeve's, like, throne room or whatever like? How does Keva enter this? I think uh, you'd enter, I think, through maybe one of the lesser known tunnels. I think, I don't think we rebuilt Spider Crane Park yet. So we're kind of using the debris of that as an excuse to be like, oh, no, it's dangerous. No one can come down here. Um, 
Kevin so like probably, put like go to this certain tunnel and like leave out sugar for Jeremy. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jeremy, it's so good to see you again. I see you've decided to go with a mohawk this time. Jeremy makes ant noises. Oh. <laughs> Kevin like sits top Jeremy in the little saddle and rides down. Yeah, you're you are brought into Maeve's presence. What happens here? Um, Hi, Maeve. I have a sample for you. And she takes out the mushroom. Seems someone is willfully sabotaging our wave gardens, and I need to find out who. Oh, that's exciting. It's been a while. Uh, it's always mushrooms down here, though. Sorry, oh. I c- couldn't bring something not mushroom. Oh, no, that's fine. Even if you brought me something else, I probably wouldn't be able to keep it going for long. Sunlight is sunlight. Whatever kind of light is scarce. What can I glean from the mushroom? Are that's what you need to tell me. Like, I don't have a set answer for what information you get out of here. Like, what what do you think Maeve might be able to discern from a, uh, a mushroom that's infected with a bioweapon? What useful things do you think she might be able to find with her skills and talents at her disposal? Ooh. Uh, all right. Feel free to check me at any point if I am, like, mm-hmm. throwing this way out of, off the rails. Um, but I think she's going to turn that in her hands a couple of po- times and be like, it seems like you're dealing with some kind of... Uh, pest specifically made to disrupt the wave coming from the gardens they're not looking to completely raise them as that would be a little too obvious but just enough to disrupt their function Boy, that's fun not you know so someone looking to make the wave unreliable and they appear mm-hmm. to be doing it through the uh some type of bioengineered pest maybe it's some type of uh what pets what pests eat mushrooms <laughs> Oops, insect pests of mushrooms. Let's see here. Um, Diptera, two-winged flies, Scaridae, Foridae, some little fly larva. Yeah, it'd be some kind of fly larva. Is uh, It looks like, you know, Maeve is able to determine, like, uh, here's where the eggs hatched and where the larva grew, and maybe their, like, uh, secretions as they were eating the, uh, the, the fungus are what caused the disruption. And then the reason why there aren't any here is... I guess they rapidly evolve. It's like a mayfly kind of deal where they're like their lifespan theoretically is very short. So they they hatch, they as a, a larva infect the mushroom and then they turn into some kind of flying, some kind of flying creature and fly off to die. Who knows what happens after that? So the good information we get for that is that we are looking for somebody who can bioengineer and is focused on insects potentially and uh, who understands how to disrupt but not destroy the wave network system Mm. and who theoretically is or can be green. Okay. So now it's time to see who's dropping off the flies and their larvae. Okay. How do you you all know where to stake out next? Like, do you find, do you look for a pattern and then determine, like, based on the ones that have been hit so far we're gonna guess or do you split up i think uh and let me know if this would be like a wayfair check i think jojo will try to determine the location based on the ones already hit okay like what is you know what is the i guess most expedient way to get between all these locations and which one would allow for like the easiest access or maybe the easiest to get away okay you're looking for something that maybe trying to put together a potential route that they might be taking here. Um, yeah, I can see that being, I can see that being Wayfair. You're putting yourself in their mind and thinking, 
how would they traverse this terrain? How would they uh, access that? It might also be no. I think I think you can you can do wafer there. Hey, thank you. Five. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you're able to put together. You see that there is a pattern. It looks almost like a spiraling pattern that might be forming. Like there have been three or four of these incidents over the past couple of days. And you can, by putting it together with the timeline and the information that you have, you you can see that it's spiraling out from from a point in a general area in a neighborhood. So you can, from there, uh, estimate where the next one might be. I can't promise this is uh, entirely accurate, but I think this next location is the most likely one to get hit next. What kind of plan should this be? Looking at battle, deception, stealth, technical, social, or transport. And I guess this is either deception or stealth, unless you have a technology way that you're going to do this. I mean, I liked the idea of battle, which was uh, <laughs> defend, but, you know. If you are setting up with the intent of receiving an attack or defending a position, then you can use that. It's That is, your intent is violence with battle. Mm. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> It's, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. I'm just saying as if you pick the battle plan, then the detail is the point of attack or the point of defense in this case. But the way that you're setting up is we are preparing to be attacked. And that makes that could perfectly make sense, you know, if it's potentially a super soldier or other danger. You know that this is potentially a dangerous mission. Yeah, but it could also be someone else. Yeah. So it's hard because I like the idea of hiding in stealth because we're not necessarily tricking or manipulating. Yeah, I'm pro-stealth as well. Just hiding. We're not trespassing, but we are trying to remain unseen. Okay. You're trying to trespass on their operation unseen, at least. Yeah. Uh, okay. So in this case, we are going to do our engagement roll. Uh, what is your load for this mission? I mean, we do heavy... <laughs> Because I'm just imagining like us like with all these extra stealth things, like we obviously have a weapon in case it's something. We obviously have like some sort of insecticide and I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, if you want to go heavy, that's fine. Jojo and Ollie, you can choose as well. You can also go heavy if you want. Makes sense for lying in ambush, essentially. Yeah, Ollie will go heavy. Yeah, I'll go heavy as well. Okay. For once. <laughs> okay, so you've got the missing detail, which is the point of attack. In this case, you're going to set up at this garden uh, where you suspect they are going to hit next, around the time of day uh, that they have been hitting the other gardens. And yeah, you've got your loadout, so the engagement roll. You normally start with one die for sheer luck, but you have minus one die for this particular operation due to the entanglement. Uh, it's particularly bold or daring. I don't know about that. I don't think so. Particularly effective at accomplishing the goal or exploits a weakness in the target. Uh, friend, contact, or community member can help with the mission. You've gotten help from contacts, community members, so that's one. One D for miscellaneous elements, differences in tier, faction politics, etc. Thanks for that. Foundations and abilities that provide a bonus to this engagement role. Um, do we have any of those abilities, or we don't have any any uh crew any courier abilities that are related to this at the moment? Does anyone happen to have? I don't think anyone has a bonus to engagement roles at the moment. Ew, I do not. I don't. Okay. Uh, okay. So that's disadvantages. So elements and above. There is a hidden complication, of course, because that's requirement of this mission. So that means you are. We're rolling one die for engagement. So I'll do the engagement roll here. And as always, <laughs> you 
you are in a controlled position at the beginning of this engagement. So you are waiting in some type of blind or, uh, you know, hiding spot nearby uh, this community garden. And the garden where you find yourselves uh, hidden here is in one of our neighborhoods. You're finding yourself, uh, the, the place where this garden happens to be is in uh, the dairy district. So you are finding yourself in one of these gardens that's out near where, you know, the livestock uh, hang out and where the uh, there's different uh, types of factories and farms in this area. There's lots of hygiene fleet people who run cow farms just because of the novelty, cow farms and other livestock farms just due to the novelty of it. And people from Havilon, you know, sheep and goat farms, stuff like that. This is where people live. Like it's technically within the city limits, the dairy district here. Um, and this is a place where in the past there has been a, uh, there have been protests against, like there were hygiene folks moving towards factory farming style, um, tendencies. And there is some big protests against that. And, uh, there's been tensions and it's caused some, you know, people sometimes look at hygiene's askance when it comes to animal rights and farming and sustainability, even though that there are so many hygiene farmers, um, they are still learning how to reconnect to the land after having been uh, sundered from having anything like land for such a long time. So they are learning how best to tend to, to, to be a steward of this type of, of land. So we're out here in the dairy district and uh, yeah, you are in positions around one of these community gardens. Maybe it's shared by a couple of different farms that uh, use this area for access to the wave. And because you're in a controlled position, you essentially get to see the two people arrive at the garden. Now, there are people coming and going in the garden. You know, uh, it's not a quiet, private place. The people have not been striking these gardens, have not been releasing these bio mites into the gardens, you know, in the middle of the night when they expect no one will be around. Uh, they've just been doing it. So what you see is a indeed a green-skinned person with uh, someone who is wearing a hood and a cloak of a, an unfamiliar style are in this garden and they are crouched over one of the sections of waves, wave, uh, wave fungus and are apparently doing something to it. And just keep in mind, there are other people around, like there are just regular people going about their business, farmers and so on. It's not crowded, but there are, you know, maybe a dozen people also moving around through this area. Okay. I think then... What Keva would want to do is, oh, let's see if I have any of these. I'm looking because I'm trying to figure this out. Um, okay. I'm going to call it a strange weapon. Okay. It is a net gun, <laughs> basically. Okay. A net gun. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, so you've got a net gun. And what are you doing with that? Well, Keva has learned in the past that if she was going to apprehend someone to not and grab them, she's not going to use her hair because then her hair could get all tangled up. Mm. So Keva is going to kind of casually get into position and then uh, shoot the gun at these two people uh, so that they are caught up and ensnared and, you know, basically tied up so we can subdue them. Okay. Uh, all right. This sounds like trace to me. Attack with precision, shooting from a distance. It's the one analysis I don't have, but I will do it. I mean, if you want to tell me about a different action you think this is, we can talk about it. In, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Okay. I was, was going to use the gun. 
All right. So you're in a, uh, you're in a controlled position here. And I think this will have, uh, let's see, you've got the equipment. So this will have standard effects. Uh, is anyone helping Keva with this? Or is this just these people appear and Keva whips out a net gun and shoots it? Nice if someone helped me so that we could uh, not take the lower die, but you know. Uh, I can assist. I think, I'm assuming it's a comically large net gun. So maybe Jojo is just helping her stabilize it. <laughs> Like the uh, the Fury Road thing where Kevin's yes, yeah, <laughs> stabilizing on JoJo's shoulders. Okay, cool. Yeah, controlled standard plus one die. Give it a give it a shot. So that's just one die. Mm-hmm. Well, it was five, which is partial. Yeah, that's five. Uh, okay, so you fire a net towards these two people crouched over the fungus in the garden there, and uh, the net falls over them. So there, there's the net on them. You, you succeed in your action. And there's the partial success uh, here, which is a consequence that I will decide on here. Let's see, what are some, there's some good complications that could happen here. Um, okay, I am going to add one heat to this. Um, as people are, as I said, walking through this garden and they see Kevajarma, hero of myth, uh, stand up and shoot a net gun at two random people, <laughs> as far as they can tell. And people are like, "What? What is going on here?" And like a couple of people turn to look at you, and there's like two people go over towards two people start walking over towards the uh, the two folks that are in the net. So like two it looks like a pair of Hygians. Maybe they're pair bonded. Maybe they're just friends. Uh, they're both bald. Uh, one is about six foot. The other one's about five ten. And uh, they're both uh, they're wearing like a just working clothes, like overalls kind of thing. Nice overalls, of course. And they're just they start walking over towards the net uh, as if they're like going to try and get it off the people. And uh, another person like turns towards you and says, what do you think you're doing? You can't just shoot people in broad daylight. Uh, I think the second the net hits, uh, Jojo has been ready to rush forward and just uh, properly net them. Okay. It says... Well, when else am I supposed to do it? The person pauses and looks at you just with complete bafflement. It's never. You you don't just... What are you doing? This is a public space. Yeah, but how am I supposed to catch bad people when they're in a public space? person frowns and looks over towards the net. And um, Jojo, you are rushing over there, I guess. So yeah. and you're, you're an anime protagonist. You get there before the two Hygians. And they'd sort of pause, taken aback, but they are very close to you, watching you uh, reach towards the net. Uh, and the person speaking to Keva says, you know, how do you know these are bad people? We've been staking it out. And if they're not bad people, we will let them go. I think at this point, you probably recognize someone that you saw at the demonstrations uh, a few days ago at Pox Cauldron, who was uh, agitating there. And uh, this is, uh, let's see, who is this? This is Chiron Justice, 5'3". Uh, Chiron uh, has they, them pronouns as the person uh, who was, I'm trying to remember, I didn't write this down. I think they were pushing Rift Research at that point, Chiron Justice. They seem just generally uh, angry right now. They seem like they are indignant, outraged uh, that you are taking this type of flagrant action uh, against, as far as they know, citizens, as we recall. Um, Chiron's got square face, one of those big bulbous noses, uh, big mouth as well, and uh, those tapered eyebrows, short hair. It appears that uh, if, you did, if you didn't know before, you now know Chiron Justice is, uh, is a farmer out here in the Dairy District. Ah, uh-huh. 
Holly makes themselves very small. <laughs> Don't know me. Uh, as I as I start to, as I start to properly tie up the folks in the net, I'll just uh, you know just uh, like speak at not to like the the approaching hygienes and just be like not to worry, fellow Madlystonians. Uh, we have reason to believe that these individuals are tampering with the wave gardens. Tampering with the wave gardens? What's this? Oh, oh rutabaga. Watermelon, watermelon. They're muttering with each other. Other people start <laughs> gathering. Uh, <laughs> gathering with those two. They're, you know, people are coming to see the show. Something interesting is happening here. Uh, this is out of the ordinary. So th there's a crowd gathering. Um, so you are, you're reaching towards the net here, Jojo, and you see a flash and there's a knife now. One of the people in the net is trying to cut it open with some type of knife that is emitting a, a high-pitched whine, and you see the knife catches one of the uh, strands of the net and slices cleanly through it. So someone in there is slashing around with a knife that's capable of very cleanly cutting through this net. I think it's like a spider web, too. Probably. Um, I would like to try to disarm this individual, but I think I will... Uh... This is probably not the smartest thing to do, but I think uh, <laughs> Jojo would not think of the long-term ramifications. I think they would reach to disarm the person, but shout, uh, you know, everyone stand back, there's a knife. Um, okay, first thing, this you're in a risky position now. <laughs> That's where I thrive. There's a knife. So yeah, the, like you, Jojo, individually are in a risky position because of the knife. And I think the growing crowd is also going to make this situation uh, risky for the rest of you. At the moment, but uh, yeah, to I think try and disarm this person. That's uh, is that finesse or what do you think? Ooh, oh, you also have the reverie school thing, so that's that might help there. You can precisely yeah. define the degree of harm you deal to opponents in melee combat. Ooh, I'm not sure which one it'd be. I'm tempted to say skirmish just because I'm literally just gonna grab their wrist and be like, no, and then eat the knife. Uh, it's not a uh, yeah, that's that, that's fine. We can use that. I mean, you have you have the move for doing this kind of thing. Yeah, so you're not, uh, your your impact isn't reduced due to the Reverie School. You're in a risky position, uh, trying to grab this flailing knife. The person isn't trying to hurt you, so I would say you would have great impact between that and your Reverie School. Uh, yeah, Jojo is also n not Maeve, so they're not trying to hurt the person. They're just like, <laughs> let's remove the knife from the equation. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Uh, four. Partial. Okay, partial success. So um, this is, uh, we're in risky now. So risky complications. Yeah, I think the significant obstacle here, mm, that could be interesting. No. Okay, um, so yeah, you, you are able to like block their wrist and like do that thing, the Aikido thing with uh, their tendons to make their hand fly open and the, uh, the knife flies out of it. And you see that the hand that was wielding the knife is is not green. So you saw a green person and someone else in a cloak. So presumably this is the person in the cloak and uh, their hand is uh, more of a, a brown color, not a, a dark brown, but a, a brown skin, like uh, it's brown skin, lighter brown skin. Is it a humanoid hand? It's a humanoid hand, definitely. Uh, it looks like a fairly delicate hand, uh, but it's, it's calloused as well. So a small person, but who is used to like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Adversity? Uh, hard work of some sort. You, you recognize the calluses of someone who knows how to fight and do hard work. Uh, the consequence, the complication here is um, I'm going to create a clock here. Yeah, I'm going to create a clock here and tick it once. Oh no, create a clock and tick it twice because we're, we're in risky. Uh, and the clock here is going to be, uh, it's going to be backup. Ugh, I always forget it's dot, not slash. Okay, and that's two out of four at this point. 
Um, but yeah, so you, you get the knife away from them. They are no longer able to continue cutting up the net. Uh, so you're, you're continuing to try and bundle them up and you can hear them shouting from the inside, like making similar sounds like, what do you think you're doing? Let us out of here. Hey, what's going on? And Keva, you're also still being confronted by Chiron Justice over there. Mm. You're going to tell them what you're doing or why you're doing this. You've mentioned that there might be some danger to the wave or rather uh, Jojo mentioned that. So the crowd over by Jojo and the, the flailing net are all muttering now about the, the wave thing. Some of them are starting to make a connection to the rumors. Yes. Keva is going to connect. Okay. And she's going to explain what is going on. And we will see how well she does that after I roll. Okay. Oh. Yes, six critical success. Okay, so Kevin's like, look, I'm sure you all have heard rumors about the fact that there has been some damage to Wave Gardens recently, and we were staking this one out, and we had heard rumors about suspicious individuals, so we were trying to apprehend them before they got away, so we can question them and figure out if they have anything to do with people sabotaging these precious, precious gardens. Mm. I think uh, Chiron relaxes slightly and they nod and they say, oh, so they're, these are the ones messing with the wave? We don't know yet. They, they nod and they turn towards the crowd. Um, and they say, hey, give them, some, give them some space. And they're, you know, waving their arms and moving over towards the crowd. Come on, let's get out of here. These people are working. And uh, I think you're successfully convinced Chiron to uh, dissipate the crowd and they sort of um, reluctantly, but Chiron is a capital F figure in the community here. Um, you know, they, they respect them. And uh, so people start moving away, but like, they're not going too far. <laughs> you can still see people gawking and watching, but they're, you have space to work here now. See what else we can do. Well, I mean, you're, you have the situation kind of in hand. This net is flailing. We don't know how long it's going to hold whoever's in there because it's it's had some of these strands severed and the people in there are shouting and uh sound angry and indignant as well what are they shouting they're shouting let me out what do you think you're doing who are okay. you who do you think you are it's time to sunder okay um, or is it skirmish well, what do you want to do tell me what you want to do it's gotten to the point of where keva's just going to take the hair strands and just separate these two people and just be like hi let's talk okay um, I don't think you need to roll for that at this point. They were, they were contained, contained. So you reach in to, I guess, grab them with your hair and pull them out of the net. Mm -hmm. Okay. Big, two big giant hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Keva is easily strong enough to hold up two people. It's, it's not an issue for, for her. Um, well, the hair especially. Yeah. I mean, we got to remember Keva's a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you have these people and the, uh, there's, there's two of them. One of them is, uh, a, a green person and does appear to be one of the WTs to all intents and purposes, to all appearances. This is a WT who has uh, very short or very short hair, um, like basically stubble with designs shaved into it, into the sides and top. And, uh, it's like a spiraling or not spiraling, um, whirling designs, I guess, kind of reminiscent of wind. And uh, he is wearing a very simple, is frock the word I'm looking for? It's not frock. Is it? it can't be frock. Outfit? No, frock oh. is a kind of dress. That's not what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, tunic? Okay. Tabard? It's like a tunic kind of thing, basically. I guess it's not like a, an e oldie peasant tunic. Uh, it's just like a, a simple, simple tunic style shirt belted at the waist. 
with a simple black belt. The tunic itself is uh, a burnt umber color and just has simple pants at the bottom that are uh, an off-white and sandals that he's got on his feet. Uh, his his arms are out and uh, they have tattoos on them similar to the designs in his hair. And, you know, obviously he's super buff and ripped um, and looks like Whiskey Tango, but uh, with these differences in 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 terms of his presentation he looks like he has you know he's he's got the tattoos he's got the the hair shaved like that and uh he has a uh, a mustache that is curled up uh on the ends not wildly so it's not like there's a spiral coming up but it is a mustache that's waxed two points that curl up slightly on either end of the mustache and the other person is a young woman and she has that uh, that brown skin that we already described and she is wearing a hood and a cloak with a nice border around the outside of the cloak. The cloak is a dark gray. The border is a dark green and has a sort of keystone pattern on it. Um, the hood has fallen back from her hair and you see she has, she's a very fiery looking person just in general. She looks like she is ready to fight everybody and she's very small. She's maybe five one, five two. And, oh, uh, wow. Someone who's shorter than Keva? Yeah, what? She's very small and, uh, you know, uh, my size. Slim, fine boned, uh, you know, very small figured. Not a child, just someone who's slim and small. Petite, I guess is the term. And uh, she has a domino mask on that's also oh, no. dark green. Oh, no. Uh, her outfit, her, she's also got a tunic, but it looks like. Um, a little sturdier than the one that the uh, WT is wearing, and her tunic is uh, you know same color scheme as as her cloak. Uh, solid pants. Looks like they are you know doesn't look like they've been patched, but they've seen wear. And she's wearing boots, very sensible boots that would be good for moving around, perhaps quietly in the wilderness. And you've got the two of them, and they. She looks furious, like she is thrashing and struggling. Uh, the WT gentleman looks resigned he's looking down and away from from all of you okay so we've got the ranger and the warrior he without looking towards you humbles i'm not a warrior what's your class then you want to be a mage healer uh rogue is that what it is you can see there's a frown on his face and he finally turns to look at you with just a look of confusion he says i don't have a class i i go to a class but i work on a farm that's nice. What's your name? My name is Windy Traveler. That is a very nice one. I'm Kavajarma. That's my name. You probably have seen me before. And then she turns to the other person. And what's your name? I ain't telling you nothing. Okay, telling me nothing. Let's go with that. She continues to thrash and kick against your hair. Um, you can see she's... You can kind of feel she's trying to wiggle something out of her belt into her hand uh, under under your hair's grip. Yeah, okay. So I'll let you all go after I've made sure something. Um, can Keva try to feel if they have the bugs on them? I don't think that's something that you can feel in this way. You okay. probably... Someone would have to do a visual inspection or look them over or something like that. I was thinking more just like mind reading. Oh, um, <sighs> I don't know if that's something that we want uh, Keva to be yeah. doing to people or something that she's comfortable doing when 
you could instead look with your eyes. <laughs> this is true. Um, and maybe Ollie could run a scan or something. Oh, yeah, that would work. Yeah, Ollie can do that. Do a scan. Yeah, I always, like, I, I like, sometimes I'm always trying to figure out Keva's powers, and I'm like, how intrusive are these things? Because <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, is that, like, going to be surface thoughts, which would be as far as Keva would go, I think? Yeah, I, I certainly don't think she's ever done anything beyond that. It's it's not really a mind-reading thing that Keva does. No, no it's, it's just sort of like a Vulcan mind meld. Mm. That would be the deeper version of it, but... <sighs> uh, so, Ollie, do you want to bust out your analysis pack, or do you have a different way you want to go about this? No, I was thinking analysis pack would be perfect for that. Okay, yeah. Um, with your analysis pack, I assume that you probably calibrated it based on what you learned before the mission. Yep. So with a with that gear declared, like, you know, Ollie, you can do a simple scan and you will find that they they don't have the thing on them. They don't appear to have those uh, what you're looking for on them. They, they don't have the matching genetic signature. But uh, the scan seems to indicate that they have handled it at some point. Hmm. Ollie's going to communicate this to Kevin and Jojo. All right. So either you've been taking it off of them or you've been putting them on. Yeah, I think uh, Windy Traveler is looking over towards the thrashing young woman and says, these are good people. I think they might help us. Yeah. Me and Welcome Teacher go way back. Uh, Windy looks at you with a sort of stricken expression on his face and he says, Welcome teacher knows of this. Welcome teacher has heard that one of you had been going to garden to garden. Ah, uh, I see. I have brought shame on us. It is something that can easily be fixed, and I'm here to help. Uh, the young woman slowly stops thrashing, and after a moment, I guess, gathers herself and looks over towards the three of you, and she says, Look, I'll talk to you. If you put me down, I don't do prisoner. If you were a prisoner, you'd be tied up in rope or something. This is my hair. Look, I don't got time for these types of semantics. You want to talk? We'll talk. But we don't talk like this. Okay, Keva's going to put her down and then, like, it unreels like a water hose but she like pats them on the head both of them um i think windy looks away again and he has he has grabbed his elbow with uh, his opposite hand and is just looking down and away uh still and ferocity steps out from under the way of your patting hand and gives you a glower and she says all right windy says you're good people i'll take that risk yeah we've been out here in these gardens someone i know but don't particularly like has decided to cause problems for you here. I was hoping to take care of it quietly, but she looks over at the crowd and makes a face at them. I guess that's not going to happen anymore. Nope, things tend to get loud here. I don't like loud, she says in plain defiance of the loudness she's displayed so far. <laughs> All right, I'm ferocity plain on her face. I'm a scout and I'm not from around here. If you want to help, I got a job for you. If you don't want to help, let me go and finish it myself. Now when you say not from around here, you mean this dimension? Yeah, I mean this dimension. So that's why you're not familiar with this and Keva does the wave with the hair. You know, she shrugs and says, I've I seen all kinds of weird stuff. I don't need to know about your deal beyond 
Yeah, I want to stop the bad guys. So, the bad guys, Kevin does air quotes, they're, are they with the, you know, Kevin says not saying the word because I've forgotten the name of them. <laughs> the Republic of Anthophita? Yeah, the Republic of Anthophita. No, 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 no. Those jerks, uh, I've had my dealings with them before, but this is something else. Oh, great. I heard I heard some people from my side have been here uh, before, and I know some of your people uh, have been making their way over on my side, causing some trouble there too. So I don't know. I, I I didn't plan to come here, but I was following up a lead from my boss, and uh, you know I, I I came out of here some kind of mall, and here I am, and I, I been following this guy trying to put a stop to him. I don't know why he's messing around with your wave, but uh, I figured she frowns and crosses her arms and uh, is mumbling. says, I figured I don't want to ruin relations between our dimensions. Sounds good. Give a looks at Jojo is like, so is she from Nizoth or some other place I haven't heard of yet? He's not one of ours, but she'd fit right in. And uh, Jojo will offer, like, the, the warrior handshake. She squints at your large hand and then shrugs and shakes it. Uh, right, so this here is our other entanglement. A stranger walks into town. A stranger walks Money. into town with what seems like an incredible mission offer, but there's something they're holding back. If you run that mission, it plays plus two shells, but the eye will create a secret complication for that one, too. Um, both of the entanglements entangled in this same mission. So Ferocity Plane on her face is uh, from somewhere else, somewhere that your people have been and people from her world have been here before too. And uh, yeah, she, she wants your help at this point dealing with someone else from her area who is causing trouble here. Now, when she says Ferocity, is she... So Kevin would be like, do you know... When you say she's from somewhere else, she's not from one of the factions on the faction sheet dimension? She is from one of those dimensions, but the faction's not on there yet. I will okay. put it on. Okay. Um, yeah. You can learn more about that. So when you said you're from somewhere else, and some of our people have been there, does that include Sora Jackson? Big lady, big sword? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She's making quite a stir. She's safe? Oh, look, I, I don't know. She's doing the adventurer thing, so maybe. Okay, well, yeah. Yeah, that's... We go way back, too. Um, one of my friends. I, I ain't heard anything about her for months, but uh, there was a big splash a while back. You should see... Well, you, I don't know how long you've been here. You probably know already how big some of us can be. Some of us. Yeah, like I said, I've, I've seen people of all different sizes. All right, so um, she dusts off her outfit and uh, comes over towards you. She looks uh, at Ollie, and um, I guess Ollie's the only person here smaller than her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And she looks at Ollie for a second, and uh, not as if she's surprised. It, you, you get the impression that it's not like, oh, an opossum person. It's just she's surprised to see someone smaller than her. Uh, and she says, uh, like that gear me. you got, <laughs> that gear you got, what's, uh, what, can it, what can it do? What are you looking for? Well, I got, uh, I think we got here before my mutual acquaintance could cause any trouble in this garden, but uh, I get the feeling that they're going to go elsewhere. So uh, if I give you a little bit more 
information on the genetic makeup of this uh, of this weapon. Maybe you can do a wider scan. Maybe. Yeah, I can definitely do that. Cool, cool, cool. And she. One of the only people that came here before. Keva stops for a second. It's not Moonlock Power Bomb, is it? She looks up. You know that Puckster? Yeah. God, he's all over reality TV for years and then just disappears. What a fraud. How's he this, a fraud? Uh, you know, he pretends to be a doctor, for one thing. He claims he sold his soul yeah. to the moon. It's ridiculous shit. Okay, I know that the moon wants souls. That's ridiculous. Who told you that? A demon. Okay, look, this is clearly outside my experience. I am not following Dr. Moonlock Powerbomb. Uh, he sucks, but no, I am not following him. Oh, uh, his fashion sense is interesting. It doesn't suck. It's just different. But I don't know. I don't care about his fashion. He, he as a person, sucks, in my view. How? I don't like liars. Oh, okay. Kevin stops and is like, I don't think I I'm lie. disgruntled by these revelations. I would not think Dr. Moonlock Powerbomb a liar. Certainly, no, this... their poses don't. And the hips don't lie. Uh, you know... Maybe he turns over a new leaf. I can't say. Uh, she pulls something out of her belt and uh, hands it over to Ollie. Uh, I don't know if this is uh, how you say compatible. Yeah, let me give it a shot. Ollie is going to give it a shot. Okay. Um, I think we're back in a controlled position here. It's maybe shape? Modify existing machinery? Um, is it okay if Keva shoots our friend, uh, Welcome Teacher, a message to say... One of your students has been going from garden to garden, but is not the one releasing the bugs. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll we'll cover that. Um, okay, so you're in controlled position, standard effects. Uh, it's unfamiliar technology, but knowing that it is from the same realm as Dr. Powerbomb, you've seen some of his, like, cameras and stuff. So, um, oh, you rolled already. Oh, no, you rolled already. <laughs> yeah, I know. Huh? <laughs> uh, okay, uh, a three. Okay. The good news is you're in a control position. Complications on a three in a control position is one to three. You can withdraw or try a different approach if you'd like. Um, otherwise, I think this will uh, tick up the backup clock as you are taking extra time to work on it. Oh my gosh, I just remembered a factoid I learned about from Treasure Planet that makes sense on my weird mind train. Um, I think another route, but I actually have a hard time thinking of another route that um, that Ollie can use. Okay, well, let's see. Um, so if the shape isn't working, modifying the technology, you could maybe try to instead, you could do some hacking with Sunder, or you could try to access the data directly using a different device, maybe your, um, uh, your slate or oh, um, engineering tools. Can... Can I have used a Harmony to use Hotfix? Uh, hotfix. Would that have helped? I mean, uh, it would not have helped. Well, I guess no, because you're not inventing or crafting mundane technology. So it wouldn't have improved your result level. It would have given you a plus one impact, which would have made uh, it controlled great, but it wouldn't have given you an extra die. Got it. But yeah, you can, you can try a different approach here if you wish. Uh, if you try a... Uh, Okay, so there's two ways this can go. You can either press on and it becomes a risky action instead of controlled because you, you risk damaging the device or the data, or you can try a different approach. So you can either try shape again at risky standard, or you can try a different action. Different Just try approach. risky standard. 
Okay. Screw it. I can't keep rolling bad, right? Risky standard <laughs> is where we thrive. <laughs> Just embrace it. Uh, are you going to use your harmony this time? Yeah, um, let's use it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so when you spend harmony, you can roll an extra die. So you'd be rolling three. Oh, you already rolled two. Okay, so roll, well, I'll, roll, the, roll the third die then. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Ollie's obviously having an off day. Okay. Uh, so you're you're continually trying to interface ferocity's device with your scanner and uh you know you know you try and plug it in and oh it's it's upside down you try and plug it in the other way oz it's uh it's still upside down somehow and like as you're trying to find a way to connect it and like maybe trying to open up the device uh you get a little notification from your scanner that uh the the notification from your scanner indicates that your attempts to connect these the two things together are just not working and if you continue attempting to connect the information from that device into your scanner you risk uh, corrupting either the data or your scanner or both uh, so i would tick in this in this case i would tick up the backup clock uh, as a consequence here because there's extra time happening and this is causing uh you know causing attention to increase here um i'm kind of having a hard time with this uh, I can keep at it, but uh, if I do, I might damage your device or the data on it. Um, what do you want to do? Ollie cares less about their own stuff. They can always fix it or replace it later. Mm. Um, so when you say, what do you want to do? Ferocity looks up sharply and then off to the right in the opposite direction from where the civilians are. And she's first looking at the horizon and you see her domino mask is got a slight like a tracery circuitry like tracery that is glowing faintly and uh, the eyes of it go opaque for a moment hiding her real eyes uh, as the circuits are glowing there and uh, she says what i want to do and what probably all of us want to do right now is uh skedaddle trouble's coming and as that happens you feel a rumbling and something bursts up out of the ground 